Hello, you're listening to Red Kite Radio on East Leeds FM. I'm Paul and I'm here with Connor. Hi. And Sean. Hello. That was a wonderful talk about Black Lives Matter in the youth broadcasting group. Uh, we ourselves have been talking about some um, issues in that area in our music too. Uh, this is the youth music show you're listening to now. Um, to Today I'm broadcasting here from Crossgates in my house. And where are you guys watching from? Tell us from um, at Chapel FM, um, on, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. The next song you'll be listening to is Chinese New Year by Sales. I like this duo's music because uh, Lauren's, Lauren Morgan's vocals are so non-traditional in the sense. So here it is. Hello and welcome back to the Youth Music Show. I'm here with Paul and Sean and me and Paul will be, uh, I will be asking Paul a few questions. That was an interesting chat about BLM before in the Youth Broadcasting Group and I was wondering what BLM means to you, Paul. Well, to me, it's it's an injustice and I can sympathise with their struggle as someone who's a minority. So to me it's the hurt of so many people just come together to make something good to change the world what is it to you connor i completely agree with you there paul it's just it shocks me when i think that people discriminate against people for the color of their skin 
Especially it's because it's a good thing normally. The melanin levels in black people help them survive in hotter environments and to be discriminated against because of that. It's just It's lack of understanding, isn't it? And um yeah. you know, I re- I really Oh, sorry. I really, um, like, uh, I was enjoying listening to Marvin uh, talk about us being white allies then, and that is what something that we can do by having these conversations and, and getting involved and learning kind of what we need to do in order to help and um, to say and do the right thing, really, so... So yeah, what do, what do we think about it in the in relation to kind of music and and lyrics to things? We've been discussing this, haven't we, in the group? Yeah, um, we've been learning about well, not learning. We've been ch- talking about protests and the music that accompanied them. Uh, lots of people started singing hymns during uh, the civil rights movement. Yep, so we had We Shall Overcome, didn't we? And then Martin Luther King was reading it out in his in a in a speech and uh, we talked about how how lyrics to songs can affect social society and social movements and, and everything. So yeah, it's really, really interesting. Um we also we did a bit on women in music, didn't we? Um Connor, do you want to tell us who we were studying, uh, who we were looking at for our women in music session? Yep, happily. We were looking at a lady called Pauline Oliverus, who was quite famous for making um, quite unnatural music, but with instruments that you would use to make nice music. She once played in, I can't remember how deep it was, but she played in a cave um, and with all the echoing, with normal instruments, she managed to create a really kind of almost techno type piece of music. Hmm. It sounded a bit unsettling, didn't it? When like, yeah. it, but there's more of that to come anyway. Honestly, her music is a form of protest. I suppose it's trying to change the status quo of what we think of as music, because mm. her her sounds are definitely not something you'd associate with music. <laughs> What do we think we would associate with music, though, guys? What do, what do you think? What do you think it has to be in order to be music? Well, would it be the same as classifying art? Does it just have to make you feel something? Does it have to make you feel yeah something? Does it have to make you feel good? Can it be? Can it make you feel bad? Like art? Does it have to be good, nice to look at? It doesn't, does it? Does it have to have drums, bass, guitars, and traditional instruments? Does it have to have a particular scale, or does it have to have like a particular rhythm, or does it? What is it? Noise even? What like at what point does kind of sound become music and? Um, I mean, what do you think, Connor? We we did a bit of a session, didn't we, about making the strangest noises coming from um, Sun Ra, Sun Ra's orchestra. Yeah. And, um, you know, what do you think it needs to be in order to be music? I mean, I think I agree with Paul on that it needs to make you feel something. Um, but also, I think that music is just... You, some people could classify music as just noise. And it's just mm. noise that's put together... The only difference is when you make music that is sounds good and makes you feel good, it's usually sp- some specific sounds put together 
and when it's certain sounds, it sounds nice. Music mm. like Pauline Oliveris's thing that she did in the cave, it was still noises being put together to form a piece of noise with multiple instruments. It just didn't sound as nice. It's just an assortment of sounds put together. Um, mm. Yeah, that's what I think music is. Have you heard about there being a Western and Eastern scale, for example, and, you know, like what we would call the major scale and everything is um, is just our kind of system of how we listen to music and it's sounding good. So, um, other, I mean, you know, that... Go on, Paul. Sorry. I mean, well, the Eastern scale, we still think of it as music. If you listen to a lot of like Chinese music and mm. traditional music, you'd still call it music. Whereas yeah. the polydeliverous stuff and maybe things like Sun Ra, you wouldn't traditionally think of it as music. It's just sound. Whereas the Eastern has so, like some of that traditional mm. rhythm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's that. That's really great. What um, we've got, we're going to lead into a song, aren't we? With all of this, do you want to do you want to tell us what song we're going to have on next, Connor? It's called "Hearing Weird Noises in the Back" by Joel Fausto. I think I've said that right. Joel Fausto and the Illusion Orchestra. Mm, sounds great. Here's "Hearing Weird Noises in the Back." Earlier this week, we had a conversation about women in music during our Movements in Music session. Um, and we had a conversation about Pauline Oliveris' music. 
and we were talking about whether it was we thought it was music as well and um i mean that kind of links us into what we've just heard there i mean what do you guys think at home do you think that's that's music and um yeah feel free to to give us a shout and let us know what you think music is and and um when you hear the paulina liveros track it'd be interesting to hear back from you as well um so yeah we did some women in music as part of our movements in music sessions during the summer music group and um Paulina Liveros was one of the things that one of the women that came up really and um so yeah we'll just without further ado really we'll just uh, lead you into the next conversation so this is our group talking about Paulina Liveros do now is all a bit weird but i'm not going to tell you too much about it um uh, for now elliot can you play the two of five mp3 please just one moment and your mission here is guys is to listen for as closely as you can and for as long as you can i'm scared <laughs> Should I say female artists are all psychopaths? Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, I'm just saying, what? is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. It's really creepy music. How did we actually? So that that's your feedback there. It's creepy music, yeah. But it's would you still call what? it music? 
It sounds like the type of things they use in like armies to get people like ready to use the fight or flight oh, <laughs> reflexes. Right. God, it worked on me. Um. Yeah. Um. I've, I'm not sure. I mean, I suppose technically, if it's a song, then it's music. But uh, I don't know what what like. It sounds more like a soundtrack than a song. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a song, to be fair. Those of whom have play, played Minecraft will know what I'm talking about. But you know the yes. black mu- the black music disc that that doesn't like the one yeah. that's cracked. It that's what it reminds me of. Okay. All the yeah, random like, noises that just play out when you're in caves. Right, yeah, okay. like caves of the Nether. And um, it reminds me of something like of Stranger Things when they go into like um, the the demagogue or something. Okay. Yeah, what? Down. Sorry, I was just going to say that it was like they made it for Stranger Things, but then it was too strange even for that. Yeah, I think it technically it technically is music, but it's just not very nice music. It's not very nice. Sounds like it's been made for this set of Insidious or something. It's, I mean, I'd classify music as something that has instruments. So if they have instruments in it, if that scratch, if those like squeaking noises are made by instruments. I guess it is, like, it depends if you count, like, computer sounds and, like, synthesizers. As an instrument, yeah. Like, as instruments, because... Yeah, yeah. You're saying if it needs instruments, if it needs instruments to cast its music. What about acapella? That's got no instruments, just voices. Yes. Yeah. Very, very true. So, to give you a little bit of background knowledge about this, this is the reason why it ties in with um, women in music. It's by a lady called Pauline Oliverus, and she was part of the women's labour movement back in the 70s. This was done in, in the late 80s, and it was actually created by recording down 14 feet into an underground system. Um, she started off really early playing music. She played accordion, um, tuba, French horn. So she's got a load of, she's been in orchestras, all sorts of stuff. Um, she kind of founded this like deep listening movement in music. Um, and it was kind of to do with mixture of like meditation, like deep listening to all sounds around you and your body and music. Um, so yeah, she did some like really funky things like kind of recording in caves, recording in, in ca- cathedrals, recording down a cistern. Like whether that you think that that makes it music or not is a is a different thing. And like, you know, say it's, it's kind of like a discussion. Um, do you, because it was Rory who put me on to this, this lady, do you know anything else about that i haven't mentioned rory i think that you mentioned a lot of it there i think um an interesting thing to think about there is like what do we think was making the sounds Mm. in that piece of music like has anyone got any thoughts of like what they thought was making that noise mine is dying i think flying yeah yeah as far as i'm aware every noise in that is is made on an instrument acoustically within the septic tank like it is i think there's a violin in there there's all the sound that you hear there is is made on what we'd consider traditional western instruments but it's the sound you're hearing the the, how those instruments making those noises in that specific place no it's just it was just like you got me you got me thinking about so 
like using it to make like using like traditional instruments to make like different kinds of sounds like this leads me on to a point but who's watched doctor who here yeah yeah those of whom who have the the tardis sound like the the iconic sound was created by scraping a key along a piano wire and slowing it down wow i was going to mention foley artists but again um, in a lot of horror um, they use violin bows against metal to make scraping, um, like scratching and stuff. 